It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And hello, Reds country. Welcome to another edition of the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day. Uh, we hope you're having what is a safe and happy lead-up to Thanksgiving Day, albeit a different situation here in 2020. But uh, wherever you're uh, going to be tomorrow, we hope you have a very, very happy day. We've got a very good show coming up. Lots to talk about on the Reds Hot Stove League. In just a few moments, we'll be joined by the general manager of the Reds, Mr. Nick Crawl. Let me first introduce my co-host tonight. And, well, you can catch him on MLB.com. And whenever we have a Reds beat writer on here, we get a lot of good info. Please welcome in Mark Sheldon. Hello, Mark. Hi, Jim. How you doing? It's good to see you. Social distance. Socially distance here in the studio, doing very well. So if you have a question, uh, a lot of people love to ask beat writers questions, and we'll be taking your calls later on in the show. 513-749-7000 is the number. 513-749-7000. Reds were busy today. Nick Crawl was busy today as they announced the acquisitions of right-handed pitcher Jeff Hoffman and minor league pitcher Case Williams, another uh, righty. And the Reds will send Colorado's way Robert Stevenson, former first-round pick, and minor, minor league outfielder Jamison Hanna. Let's talk about it and all things Reds. Let's bring in the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Nick Crawl, joining us here. And uh, Nick, first of all, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. Can you talk to us about, let's start with the trade. Um, what went into your thinking? Uh, we're talking about a former first-round pick in Jeff Hoffman, former first-round pick in Robert Stevenson, so kind of a swap there, and then a couple of youngsters going both ways. What led up to this trade? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first off, looking at the big league players, it, it's more of a change of scenery for both guys. Um, we were looking for a guy that could provide more innings. Um, and I mean, Robert's, Robert uh, did really well two years ago, but he's mostly uh, that guy who's been in the one inning reliever since, uh, since he came out of the, uh, out of the starting rotation. Uh, Hoffman in 2019 started 30, 31 games between AAA and the big league. So, you know, we thought he had a little bit more innings there and, and um, you know, there's, there's good stuff. He's a, Former top ten pick um, out of East Carolina, uh, there, he, he still he still got a pretty good fastball. He's got the makings of some uh, some good secondary uh, stuff. Uh, he's mostly curveball and changeup now, uh, but we think that you know there's there's a chance you could give him a slider back, and, and there, there's just upside there. I think at the end of the day, um, he, he's he's a he's a kid that uh, that hasn't realized his full potential and. Um, you know, we feel the change of scenery, getting him here uh, has a chance to uh, maybe click and, and see what happens. Uh, so with the uh, with the minor league guys, you know, I think we're just trying to balance a little bit of that out um, and just uh, with where they were and where we were. Uh, Jameson was a kid we got from uh, the A's last year in the uh, Tanner Roark deal. You know, we liked him where he was. Um, he's he's Probably a minor league outfielder, uh, not challenging for a big league spot for us this year. So, 
uh, we looked at it as, okay, well, um, you know, trying to get some upside. We like Case Williams in the draft. Uh, he was, he's a player, he's a pitcher that uh, we were actually going to take with our fourth, uh, fourth round pick. And uh, the Rockies, who had picked a couple, of, had a couple picks ahead of us, actually took him. So um, our guys were really excited to get him. Uh, our area scout, Dan Solowski, um, he, he, uh, Case played for his uh, scout league team or, uh, leading up to the draft. So we had a lot of in- info on him and, and uh, you know, big kid that's got a chance to be, uh, you know, he's got a chance to be a big league starter. So it's just going to be uh, time and development and uh, we'll have to give that to him. You know, Nick, uh, looking at Hoffman's numbers this season, started out really well, had a sub one ERA for the first five games, and then everything kind of fell off the rails. And that's sort of been his track record in about five major league seasons. What was it about him that left him unable to make, take the next level that you think a change of scenery will help him? Well, I think one, I mean, this, this year was his first year out, out of the bullpen. Um, he, you know, we, we had him as uh, he, his, he decreased his walk rate, but also decreased his strikeout rate from the year before in the big leagues. Um, you know, we feel his breaking ball is, look, I, I think when you, we all see this with the, uh, the breaking ball in, in Colorado um, is a, uh, uh, is affected probably the most of any pitches that, uh, that, that a pitcher throws. So, um, you know, he still had a pretty good uh, swing and miss rate on his breaking ball. Um, he still had, uh, you know, pretty good movement, movement patterns uh, with, with, uh, with those pitches. Um, you know, same thing with, you know, he had a four, four, roughly a four and a half uh, uh, fielding independent pitching, which, uh, you know, should have led to better numbers. So I, I think we can put him into some situations that, that uh, you know, maybe help take, take his strengths and, and, and maximize his strengths. And I think that, uh, you know, our pitching guys are pretty good at doing that. And, uh, you know, just excited because he's got, he's got a, a, a group of tools that you could work with and, and continue to try to mold. When I hear change of scenery, uh, normally that means a guy with a whole lot of talent. And in this case, Jeff Hoffman, uh, the high spin rate, which I know you guys like. His release point and his high spin rate, and you talked about putting him in your system, working with the Derek Johnson. Is he a classic case that you think that you can turn him around? Yeah, and I, I, I don't think you, you take it, it's a high spin rate, low spin rate uh, type type of thing. I think it's okay. Does he have the makings of of what you're looking for? Can he? Can he? Does he have a have an idea of how to pitch? Yes. Um, you know, he, he's he started a long time. I think that you know. He's he's a guy that that has the attributes to be, you know. He was taken at the top of the draft out of college for 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 a reason, and you know he's a guy that's, uh, you know, even this year was was up to 98. Um, you know, he's he's average fastball was 95. Um, you know, there, there's still a lot of stuff to work with 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 who he is, and, and I think that look, our pitching guys have done a really good job over the last couple of years maximizing. The guys that not only are just that, that we brought in, but also the guys that were here um, to to reach close to their full potential and and, and continuing to grow. And um, you know, we really feel great about the, where those guys could have taken pitchers uh, on our staff. I mean, you look at T.J. Antone, and and uh, you know, he's a great minor league example um, from going from 19 to to uh, to this year. And, and you know, he's a kid who threw 90, 94, and. And uh, we protected him on the roster, and then this year he comes into spring training. He's throwing 98 with a really good slider, and you know he's he's dynamite in, the, in in your bullpen or sometimes as a starting as a starter. So, you know, I think we're just trying to get as many tools as you can and figure out how to mold them, and and uh, you know just how how can we maximize the player's ability. 
Yeah, switching topics, if, uh, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, earlier this week, I was a little surprised by a rumor that popped out that you guys were at least listening or maybe open to trading Sonny Gray. Uh, is that an indication that you guys have to shave the budget a little bit? A, a few teams have been doing that in light of the, the economic uh, tough times the, the, the league felt this year. Is that something that you guys are dealing with as well? I think it's you know first off it's it's uh, there, there's no secret there was no there, you know without fans this year we, we we didn't have tickets but I mean that's that that's a cause and effect and of uh, you know where we are but I think from a from a from a player standpoint you're you're looking at this as okay somebody asked me about this yesterday I said if you if you could take you know if if you could take back in the, in the fifties Mickey Mantle and trade him for Willie Mays and Hank Harry you'd do it right. And I'm not I'm not trying to comp, uh, you know compare guys, but you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to figure out how to make your team the best it can possibly be. You've got we've had conversations with every team, multiple conversations with every team, uh, agent for free agents, all that all that stuff. And I, you know you're just trying to figure out what is out there. How can you make your team the best? We've had hits on just about every player on our roster, and. Some guys have had 15 hits from different clubs, and 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 you know people ask about it. You're gonna you're gonna ask about it because you want to know at least who's available, who's not available, and what the landscape of that market looks like. You know whether you're whether you're doing something or not is a whole different ballgame. I think that's where you know we we have to at least take a step back and look at this and say, okay, let's you know let's see what is available, and then let's see what's not available, and then let's figure out what makes the most sense for our team moving forward. Nick, you got another segment in you? Yeah, I can do whatever you need. All right. Excellent. Stick around. We're talking to Reds General Manager Nick Crawl with Mark Sheldon. I'm Jim Day. We'll be back with more. We'll talk about Trevor Bauer, shortstop position, and maybe some other things as well. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF here in the Reds Radio Network with MLB.com's Mark Sheldon. I'm Jim Day. We have on the phone the general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Mr. Nick Crawl, kind enough to stick around for another segment. Nick, we appreciate it. Let's uh, talk about, uh, well, if you're going to list the things on fans' mind right now, number one would be Trevor Bauer. Uh, coming off of obviously winning the National League Cy Young Award, he is a free agent. He will be very expensive. Where does it sit as far as the Reds? I know you would love to have Trevor Bauer back. Is it realistic for the fans to expect that you might be serious contenders in bringing him back? I mean, we 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 haven't really had substantial conversations as as we where we where we are this off season, so. Um, you know, who knows? I think anything can happen. I don't, uh, you know, I wouldn't rule anything out. And, uh, you know, who, it just uh, depends on what Trevor wants to do and, and, uh, and where he wants to go. You know, Nick, you, you've mentioned in the past that shortstop is one of the areas that you uh, want to upgrade this, this offseason. Um, you know, there's Didi Gregorius is out there, Marcus Semien, and now the, there's a Korean guy, Hun, uh, Ha Sung Kim, uh, is being posted, I believe, today or tomorrow. Uh, are you talking to those the agents for those players, and do you expect to sign like a free agent? Or are you looking more for a trade in order to kind of address that position? We've we've looked at all, all markets, um, and, and even honestly, if it's if it's somebody where um, that can you know be a solid competition uh, person to provide competition to Jose Garcia, um, 
you know, I think uh, Jose Garcia is, is our, we feel, is our shortstop of, of the future. So, you know, we've had conversations with everybody. We've, we've talked to everybody's agent. Again, we've talked to everybody's all the teams just to see what's out there and, and trying to figure out what's the best deal, whether it's, uh, it's you know, we're going to give a free agent uh, contract in, 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 in dollars or we're going to try to make a trade for uh, uh, for someone with another club that uh, um, that obviously takes a contract with it. So, um, we've been in contact with a lot of people. I think that's something we'd, we'd love to address. Um, we, you know, we, we do feel that that's, there, there's, there's a chance to uh, um, provide a lot of value to the club by, uh, by adding a shortstop. 2020 has changed uh, the world. Obviously, baseball is not immune to that. Uh, looking at this offseason, which could be unprecedented like none we've seen before, and we've, we've said that many times, but, you know, 2020 obviously – uh, a major blow. What, what do you, outside of a few teams that might spend some money, um, let's say like the Mets, do you expect everyone's budget to sort of remain the same or even decrease with the current economic climate? That's a hard question for me to answer. I, I mean, you know, again, I, I think we haven't, we, we haven't had a, a, um, I, we haven't had a reduction in conversations with teams or, or agents, so that that's that, that that's a good thing. Um, I think they're you know with uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's you can't spec, speculate on on someone else's uh, on someone else's budget, so I, I really don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, Nick, uh, you also wanted to upgrade your offense. You have, although you would look at the at the current situation in the roster, and there's a pretty much the one person spoken for at every position. But how do you improve offensively with 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 the setup you have currently right now, um, it's, a, it's a good question. I think uh, shortstop, obviously, um, with where we are right now, uh, I do think that you know you can bring in help the bench. Uh, you know, whether you're mixing and matching, uh, mixing and matching the, uh, the the your offense and with from a platoon standpoint, um, or just you know bring in some quality bench guys. I think you can you can upgrade your offense there. Um, you know, we, we have a, we do have a pretty good uh, outfield setup with uh, with the guys we have there. Um, you know, with you know, Wink obviously played really well offensively last year. Uh, Shogo uh, got it, got on base and, and and you know did a really good job. He didn't have a great slug, but his on base was was tremendous. Uh, you know, and especially when you look at it against right-handed pitching. Uh, Nick had a tough year last year just with uh, with with. You know, being on the IL for so long, and then or Nick Senzel, that is, we have two Nicks out there, um, and, uh, and then Nick Castellanos, uh, you know, had, had some good, really good stretches in the outfield as well. So, I do think there's, there's, you know, whether it's mixing and matching or it's, um, you know, just uh, providing a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, providing a little bit more um, uh, offensive shortstop. I, I think, you know, that's part of it. I also look at our offense as something where, you know. We we didn't have a great batting average on balls in play. We really struggled with that, and and you know, I don't want to say luck is going to play a little bit of a part in that, but you know, trying to figure out how to get yourself on base a little more, um, trying to figure out how to use the holes a little bit more on offense. Those those are going to be kind of things that are going to help improve your offense. Let's assume for this question that uh, Trevor Bauer is not back with the Reds, and let's assume that you still have Sonny Gray. The, the rotation would be Gray, Castillo, Miley. Mally, I'm assuming, with an open spot. Who would be the guys right now internally that would be competing for that spot? 
Um, I don't want to miss anybody here, but uh, I would say you've got Michael Lorenzen, who's done a nice job, uh, you know, nice job starting whenever he started and, and giving you really quality length innings uh, over the last uh, couple of years, especially at the end of the season. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, who we acquired today, um, TJ Antone, uh, who uh, we talked about earlier, uh, you know, even a guy who, who improved last year, and you didn't really see it at the big league level, but, you know, at our alternate site, Jose De Leon uh, was a kid who um, who really did a great job and, and took a step forward, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of velocity and, 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 and stuff-wise, uh, and has got a pretty good change-up. And then uh, we acquired a kid – we acquired a kid um, – uh, the other day in Brandon Bailey, who um, he's, he can give you some innings. Uh, not sure exactly uh, where he fits uh, in that rot in, in the rotation battle. He's probably going to come in and challenge more for a, um, uh, more for a, a, a bullpen spot. Um, but he has started in the past and, and, and has had success in the minor league. So, um, maybe lengthen him out and see where that happens, where that goes. Nick, we really appreciate you joining us uh, for this half hour, and uh, we wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. And don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you back on the show sooner than that. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, uh, Nick. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well, and enjoy your holiday. All right. Thank that you. is Nick Crawl, the general manager of the Reds. I'm with Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. You the floor is yours, folks. 513-749-7000. If you have a question for Mark Sheldon, ring us up. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. We're presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day. I'm with MLB.com's Mark Sheldon. And taking your questions at 513-749-7000. Mark Sheldon lives, eats, and breathes Cincinnati Reds baseball. So he's your guy to ask a question to. And we're going to go right to the phones. Brandon in Indianapolis is standing by. Brandon, how you doing this evening? Hey, hey, Jim. Hey, Mark. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, can you hear me? Can you yep, hear me yep. okay? All good. Go ahead. Um, what I was going to say was uh, I know it's probably going to be hard for the Reds to sign Trevor Bauer. I understand it's, it's – uh, likely, but it's kind of highly unlikely, likely just because of the market, but we keep our fingers crossed. crossed. But I guess, Mark, why would they want to trade um, Sonny Gray? I mean, because then, then, then you have to worry about starting pitching again if you do that. I mean, I get they want a shortstop, but I would not trade Sonny Gray. I mean, I know he's got some years on his contract, but I just, I don't agree with that, Senator, you know. Well, I understand what you're saying. Uh, if you may remember when Nick Crawl was talking in the uh, the first segment, it's not necessarily that they're dangling Sonny Gray out there, but they are listening to potential offers for any player on the roster. Uh, one one thing that the Reds have done in the last few years is have no list of untouchables. So they listen. I, I, in my personal opinion, they should not trade Sonny Gray. I don't think they will trade Sonny Gray. It's just that he's got a very friendly contract, which is why teams want him, but that's also why the Reds want him. And he's resurrected himself here. He's become a team leader. He loves working with Derek Johnson, and, and I think Derek Johnson gets the most out of him, and I'm not sure that Sonny Gray would have that ability other places. So I, I think he'll stay. And like you said, yeah, they, they don't want to mess with the rotation too much. This is not a rebuilding year coming up. They want to compete for the postseason, and they can't do it without a great rotation, and, and Sonny Gray is part of that. Now, now what about Trevor Bauer? I mean, do you think it's going to be highly unlikely that the Reds can sign him? I'm just, 
just being honest about the whole situation? Unlikely, probably. Uh, you have to look at the fact that there, there are still a couple teams out there that, that do have money to spend, namely the Mets, and, and Bauer did not shoot that down on Twitter when the new ownership of the Mets took over and, and spoke glowingly of them. Uh, so I would expect a team like that would probably be able to get him for a multi-year deal if he wanted to move off his one-year uh, idea that he seems like he's willing to do. I'd also look at the Padres as a possibility. The Angels are looking for starting pitching. And then, of course, the Reds have a chance, though. I mean, they, if it's a one-year deal and it's not too crazy expensive and he likes it here, he likes Derek Johnson, he likes David Bell, he likes his teammates, I, I think there is a, still a fit for him in Cincinnati. Brandon, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right, let's go to uh, Pat Morgan Township. Pat, what you got? Hi, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Pat? I've got a good lineup for you. This is a lineup where we don't have to really go out and buy anybody. First of all, we start in center field with Shogo. We paid a lot of money for him. We should use him. Second. Or second batter is the shortstop, Nick Senzel. He came out as a shortstop. They sent him out the outfield. Well, we got five or six outfielders. We need a good shortstop, and I think Senzel would be a good shortstop. I'm going to stop you there, though. They tried him at shortstop a couple of spring trainings ago, and they didn't care for the, the output. They, they know he's a talented player, but uh, he's, if he's going to play the infield, it would be second base. But go you ahead. Think? Okay. All yeah, right. he did well, not come up as a shortstop. They kind of uh, – Moved I thought he tried him there just to yeah. see how it would go, but it didn't go to what he they was wanted. Drafted, he actually played more third base in college. Okay, well, I was wrong on that one. Then that's all right, uh, but he's a good. He'd be good in the two spot though, yeah. wherever he's playing in the field. Sure. Yeah. Well, we got Mustakas at second base, batting third, and then you got the right fielder Casanova, and then you got, of course, your third baseman batting next, and then the first base is. I have a problem with Vado making $25 million a year, 36, 37 years old. Uh, St. Louis got rid of their big first baseman when he was making a lot of money getting old. I think Winker would be a good first baseman if, you know, we could let them work out who can who can play first base the best. Left field, I got Aquino because I think he's ready to go. And, of course, your catcher, I don't know, you think the designated hitter will come out or not this year? They are not planning for a DH this yeah. year. Nick Kroll said that uh, in a previous conversation that they have not been told the DH is happening, so they're going on as if there isn't one. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got. And, uh, you know, the pitching staff has always been uh, the plus. So uh, even if Bauer, you know, if we could sign Bauer for a year for – 22, 24 million, that would be nice, but I don't know if he'll go that far. He likes he likes the ball club, so we'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, you know, you got Lorenzen and whoever, so the pitching staff's pretty well set. Yeah. But, well, uh, Pat, we appreciate your insight, man. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll chew on that. You have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Pat. All right. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We'll talk about that uh, going forward. Some interesting things to uh, discuss there, but... We would love to have your calls, 513-749-7000. With Mark Sheldon of MLB.com, I'm Jim Day. We'll be back on the Red's Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. You are listening to the legendary Red's Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day with MLB.com's Mark Sheldon. We had General Manager Nick Crow on earlier. We talked to a few of you fans out there about a 
lineup suggestion. We had a Nick Casanova drop. Yeah. <laughs> right fielder Nick Casanova. I thought the old coach was calling in for a I moment. I know. Big time. Uh, but we're taking your calls, 513-749-7000. want to give a shout-out real quick uh, and a good uh, holiday gift idea. You've heard of the Rosy Reds, right? The Rosy Reds, a legendary organization. Well, they are accepting new uh, renewals. It starts on December 1st, rosyreds.org. And one of the, uh, this is the backbone organizations of Reds fandom. And, uh, you know, they're normally a part of the opening day parade. They get discounted game tickets and have multiple exclusive events for members only, including an event coming up in January where they've got a keynote speaker, some guy named Mark Sheldon. He's a gonna, bum. He's a, I, I, you know, I heard, I heard that, but you know, I'm, I'm actually very. I was very honored that they asked me to do that, and on January 16th, either uh, via Zoom or in person, I will be doing the keynote speaking. I'm excited to do that. So, uh, yeah, definitely give the Rosie Reds a look if you want to join them. RosieReds.org, and here's something you may not know, folks: men and women memberships. I did not know this. I did in not fact, know this. They invited me to join, and I said, "Well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it on the air some night." So, I myself might be a member of the Rosie Reds in Wonderful. the future, and you can as well. All right, let's go to the calls. We've got Matt in Batavia standing by. Matt, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys tomorrow. You too, and, uh, how much money is out there in free agency for the Reds? And um, I'm curious why they wouldn't put every dollar to Trevor Bauer. Quite simply, they have other pressing needs. They they have a rotation that's that's still good even without him. It's not as great as it was if he's if he moves on, but the kind of money that Trevor Bauer is going to want would would totally paralyze the Reds for years if it's a multi-year deal, and they have to be very cognizant of that. And it's it's just not something they can outlay for a player that may want to make over thirty million dollars a year. That's just not doable if the market does bear that. So I think that's tough. Uh, they have other needs, uh, shortstop. They, they'd like to improve the offense. So I think that's probably more their priority, although I would not ever rule out signing Bauer if he doesn't find what he wants elsewhere. I think we're going to find that, uh, you know, if you know if these clubs did lose tens of millions of dollars, that there's going to be a lot of clubs. There will be a handful of clubs that might spend more money, but a lot of clubs are going to come back with as-is, what they have right now with a few – small additions that aren't real expensive. I, I foresee that as being a budget this year just because of what happened here in 2020. And I think when you get to uh, December 2nd is a day to watch. That's the non-tender deadline. And you're going to see some players that are eligible for arbitration that would be no-brainers to offer deals to. And they're going to get non-tendered. And you're going to see a whole different market. Uh, and it already started a little bit when Colton Wong was not uh, – had his option not picked up, and that I would have thought that was a no-brainer for St. Louis. And they're obviously looking at their budget as well, and they're doing very well in, in historically uh, with their finances. So buckle down and brace for an interesting offseason in about a week or two. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. All right, let's go to PJ. Parts unknown. PJ, how you doing? PJ, actually. Uh, All right, sorry. Yeah. PJ is on the screen. Oh, but he just got we cut lost off. Him. We lost him. Oh. Are you back? Oh, he's back. TJ. Three, two, two one. Ah. Sorry, TJ. 
sorry about that, TJ. Give us a call back, 513-749-7000. We're visiting with Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. You know, we were talking earlier with uh, Nick Crow. I asked him who are the guys in contention for that, what would perhaps be an opening in the rotation. Um, did not mention some youngsters, and I think it's going to be interesting to follow what happens with Hunter Green, first-round pick last year, Nick Lodolo, not last year, the year before, Nick Lodolo. Yeah. Um, where those guys will end up to start 2021? I wouldn't be shocked if both of them started AAA, but I would not also rule out either one of them making their big league debuts in 2021. Uh, Hunter Green, apparently ever since he was uh, reported to the uh, alternate site over at Prasco Park, they were really impressed. His velocity yeah. was good. But completely changes mechanics. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a different pitcher. I haven't seen him myself other than yeah. a couple Instagram feeds mm-hmm. that he threw out there. and But – He's somebody to watch. I don't think he's going to be spending a lot of time languishing in the minors. And Lodolo, they really liked what he did. Uh, you know, he had a little, little brief uh, moment in the uh, big league inner squad game, but and he didn't do too well. But otherwise, they they still are very big on him. Yeah, I really loved what I saw from T.J. Antone as well. Yes. He'll have to make that adjustment uh, when the league will start to, you know, they'll get the scouting report on Certainly. him, and then it's the it's the guys that hang around that can make the adjustment to the adjustment, if you will. So I'm excited to see what he's got. Yeah, T.J. Antone was impressive, not just with his stuff, but also kind of his makeup and the way he handled himself. He he pitched in some big moments, if you remember. Uh, you know, a few times he had mm-hmm. uh, he was up against the wall a little bit, and he he found his way out, and he can do that, and in both a relief or a starting role. So I think uh, he may have been the guy that opened the most eyes in the 2020 season. No doubt about that. We're with Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. I'm Jim Day. we got one more segment to go. 513-749-7000 is our number. It's the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. We have warmed up the Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. I'm Jim Day. I'm with Mark Sheldon, and uh, we don't have much time left, so let's go right back to the phones. Aaron standing by. Aaron, how you doing? Guys, how we doing tonight? Happy Thanksgiving. You Thank too. you, Aaron. Listen, so I was just curious. I don't. I'm not too sure where the Reds are sitting on him with. Uh, but like, what are we? Uh, is it, are there any talks of trying to maybe trade yet? Uh, Iglesias or or any of that. I don't know what the Reds could get in return for him, but. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet about Iglesias, but he is a guy that would be certainly trade a bull because he's got one year left on his uh, one guaranteed year left on his deal. They have Archie Bradley uh, in the house as well, who they like very much. So they have a closer if they don't have Iglesias. Uh, so that's something I could definitely foresee if they were looking to move move somebody. I wasn't sure maybe if Colorado was interested in him. Uh, just uh, I don't I don't know what what it what it would take to get Trevor Story or anything like that. But a lot more than it would take more than the glaciers for sure. Yeah, it would take more than the glaciers. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good night. All right. You all too. Right. Thank you. You too, Aaron. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Heidi standing by. Heidi, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? I really Fantastic. enjoyed the hot stove league. All Thanks, right. Heidi. Thanks for listening. What do you got? <laughs> Well, I had an idea. Um, I thought about putting Nick Panzel at third base because you said he was positioned there and then putting um, my friend, I call him my boy, Gino, at shortstop because that's where he originally was. What are your thoughts? I think because of his size and the way he's bulked up and the way he's aged, I don't think Gino has the same step that he used to have at shortstop. 
I don't maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, but I, I think you know he can play shortstop in a pinch or an extra innings, or if there's a sudden injury, he can move over there. But I think third base is his home. Uh, I don't I don't foresee them moving Gino to make room for Nick Senzel. Okay, I was just wondering. I know he worked so hard at his position, and I'm so happy that uh, he has worked out there. But yeah, definitely. Thank. Thank you for taking my call. All right, Heidi, Happy have a great Heidi. Thanksgiving. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I uh, I agree. At one point, I, I thought that might be an option. And even in nowadays with the shifts, you don't have to have as much range as an infielder in most situations now. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, that time has passed. Yeah, if they're going to yeah. move – and if they were going to move Suarez somewhere else, I think Moustakas would be the guy that would move over Definitely. to third base. And then you're talking about – uh, maybe Senzel at second base, that's much more likely I can uh, see that. in that scenario. But, I, I, again, I think that ship is, has sailed as far so as uh, Suarez at shortstop. But, you know, wherever you put him in, you need that bat in the middle. Um, not much time left here. What do they have to do if they come back and they don't add to their offense? How – and you probably don't even have an answer for this question. How can they improve offensively? Because, obviously, that was the glaring – um, failure of 2020. Well, it's hard to say it all in a, in a short amount of time, but I would say they have to get off the philosophy of uh, launch angle as much and, yeah. and trying to lift the ball and being satisfied with either a home run or a strikeout. Uh, 60% of their runs came via home run, and if they didn't get a home run, they were hosed. Yeah. So I would expect that they maybe have to change their philosophy a little bit if they don't add anybody else. All right, check out Mark Sheldon, MLB.com, Reds.com. Where are you on social media so people can badger you and just berate you? <laughs> badger away at M underscore Sheldon on Twitter and uh, Sheldon MLB on Instagram. Awesome, awesome. Again, uh, we would like to say that we thank you so much for being Reds fans. Uh, hang in there. 2020 almost in our rearview mirror. And the light is at the end of the tunnel. Whatever you're doing uh, tomorrow and tonight, just be safe and have the happiest of Thanksgivings. This is the Reds Hot Stove League. For Mark Sheldon, our producer, Taryn Bland, I'm Jim Day. So long, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.